Hello, and welcome to the Folklore and Fiction Podcast. My name is Kelly McCath Morin. I'm a PhD candidate in the Folklore Department at Memorial University of Newfoundland, and I'm also a speculative fiction writer under the pseudonym C.S. McCath. The Folklore and Fiction Podcast and Dispatch synthesize these passions with a focus on folklore scholarship aimed at storytellers. You'll find the Folklore and Fiction archive along with the rest of my work online at folkloreandfiction.com. Interested listeners will find a link to the current dispatch in the show notes, where a more comprehensive record of this episode can be found, including a bibliography and other references. This episode of the Folklore and Fiction podcast was first published as a supplementary newsletter in March 2020, shortly after the pandemic was declared. I'm recording it as a supplemental podcast now so that new listeners and subscribers have an opportunity to engage with the material. In it, I'm discussing the value of keeping a journal you can pass on to others. When my husband Sean was in college, he worked part-time for the Climate Change Institute at the University of Maine, digitizing weather reports from the 19th century. These reports were daily accounts written by average people who went outside and wrote down what they observed. At the time, their work might not have seemed critically important to them, but in a university department where irreplaceable ice core samples were kept in a freezer never permitted to go without power, these humble, daily weather reports contributed fundamental insights about the history of Maine's climate. Let me tell you another story. The Memorial University of Newfoundland Folklore and Language Archive houses over 60 years of Newfoundland folklore, including fairy and phantom ship encounters, recipes for food and medicine, boat-building techniques, regional history, and many other kinds of knowledge. Most of this material was collected by students in folklore classes who went home and spoke to their families, friends, and communities about the topics assigned to them. But I've utilized Munfla's holdings to learn and write about folklore genres in general. Now I tell my own research participants that their interviews, which will eventually be housed in the archive, may offer insights to future scholars that neither of us can presently imagine. There are key similarities between these stories. First, they're about ordinary people who knew things and wrote them down. Second, they're about the value of that knowledge to the people who came after them. These are important because everyday human knowledge is often devalued, even by the knowers themselves. Sometimes this happens because literate societies view written knowledge as authoritative, which causes other kinds of knowledge, orally transmitted, embodied, etc., to be overlooked. Often literate societies also value academic knowledge over non-academic knowledge, even though books and classrooms are only two of many places we might learn things. But you are still a knower, and your knowledge matters, especially now. My friend Aidan recently reminded me that the events we are living through today will be written into the history books in years to come, and recommended that his friends keep a diary. I couldn't agree more. Yes, we will have plenty of authoritative writing and scholarship about the pandemic, but we need everyday writing as well, and it's equally important. So while I earnestly hope you'll share your nuanced stories of this time with your families and communities, I also encourage you to start keeping a journal and pass it on in due course. With that in mind, I'm going to outline my techniques for taking ethnographic field notes in the hope they might inspire you. The kind of journaling I'm advocating isn't the sort of introspective writing you do for yourself. It's the kind of writing that serves as a record of the times and your reflections upon them. So I'm advocating these particular techniques because I think they'll help you sort various kinds of information in a way that could be useful to other people later. Header. 
I begin with a specific header that includes my name, the date, the place where observations took place, and the people who were present or involved. Chronicle of Events I write this section of my field notes in black ink, and it includes a chronicle of events as they happened, along with a rich description of the environment I was in. Here's an example of what I mean from Henry Glassie's ethnography Passing the Time in Ballymanone, in which he describes Achille. These are the first few sentences of that passage. Joe places a bog sod against the backstone, turf side out, replaces the red coals, and leans dark brown turf in a semicircle over them. This episode of the Folklore and Fiction podcast is a preview, and you can listen to the full episode on the Folklore and Fiction website. Just click on the dispatch link in the show notes, or go to folkloreandfiction.com and sign up for a free account. Thanks very much for your interest. Copyright 2019-2023. Kelly S. McCath-Morin. All rights reserved unless Creative Commons licensing is specifically applied.